Surprise! I made a new podcast. Welcome to your therapy room. And in this podcast, I'm going to act as if I am your therapist and you're the patient. I'm kidding. That's not going to happen. But I will be ranting a lot and talking about a lot of things happening in my life or just around me or just life in general. And so, yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting but fun. And I'm really hoping that with this podcast... I don't know, in some way you guys would be able to like resonate with some of the things I say, but also feel somewhat comforted. Um, like I said, like I kind of want this to be like a safe space. Also because I'm trying to like be more vulnerable. Um, so yeah. So today I thought it would be a good idea to talk about mental health stigma in immigrant parents. And I'm mostly gonna talk about like Asian parents because I am Asian and my parents are Asian. And so I'm, I'm kind of gonna be talking about from like a more like of an Asian parent standpoint. So I'm going to list three things that I've realized about Asian parents when it comes to mental health, mental illness, and all of that. Um, And, you know, specifically from what I've experienced in the past years um, with my parents. And so it might be different from, like, your parents. I'm not saying that every parent is like this. I'm kind of just, like, coming from my parents' perspective. So, first off, I'm just going to say that Asian parents have almost zero knowledge of mental health or mental illness in general so they don't know what it is and the importance of keeping a good mental health and also they don't really understand how serious mental mental illness is and I guess for Asian parents you know obviously they moved to a new country and to start a new life and I think them growing up you know, life was so much more different from, like, now. Like, I feel like we, we have it easier, obviously, <laughs> because a lot of things are, like, developed, and there's a lot more resources, and there's a lot more, like, advocates for different, you know, um, like, problems in the world. And I think for them, they didn't, re- they weren't really able to, like, grow. They didn't really have a lot of resources, like, the internet and social media. Because, like, right now, we have access to the internet and we can literally search up anything we want so for me like whenever i come across um like a mental illness that i don't really know much about i would literally search up like the symptoms and all that stuff and you know google will give you like a bunch of websites explaining what it is but i guess for them growing up they couldn't really do that because they didn't have the internet or really like wi-fi or just even just a phone in general or computer um, and so yeah, without that, they I guess they weren't really able to like do that kind of research and learn more about what mental health is and like the different mental illnesses and like how to get help. And so I think that's like the biggest difference between their generation and our generation. Um, and because of that, the only way for them to really communicate about that stuff or you know receive more um, information about you know mental health and mental illnesses was to just talk to people but I feel like especially with Asian parents when it does come to like mental health for example they can be a little bit closed-minded not saying that every single parent is like this um, but for me like 
sometimes when I talk to them about mental health, they're not really like open-minded to the idea of, you know, getting help when you need it and just, you know, having to face all those obstacles um, while having a mental illness. And so I don't think they're really able to talk about it so openly like that. And I guess also because Asian parents don't like to talk about their emotions or feelings in general. So because of that, that also prevents them from talking about, you know, their mental health and mental illnesses. And, you know, they probably feel like uncomfortable talking about it. Um, so, yeah, I guess that kind of explains why they don't really understand what mental health is and, you know, how many different like illnesses there are and how like you know there are so many ways that you can get help and how to get help they don't know how to do it like they don't understand any of that stuff or like they just don't know how that works and so that's probably one of the things that i've realized about asian parents um second of all when it comes to you sharing about how you're feeling and you know if you are um, struggling with a mental illness sometimes when you share that with your parents they might deny it they might deny how you feel and kind of just dismiss your feelings entirely um, and you know they can say that it's just like it's an easy thing to fix and it's all just temporary it's just a phase like all like just wait and it'll get better I feel like a lot of teens hear that a lot from parents which is honestly, which honestly sucks. And for me, I've heard that a lot too. Um, you know, whenever I like talk to them about, you know, how I'm feeling, you know, when I feel sad, it's like, you know, okay, I'm like, okay, yeah, like I don't really feel happy with where I am in my life right now. You know, like I kind of just need that support. And, you know, sometimes they, they just be like, okay, well, you know, you're not going to feel like this forever. It's like, just a phase all you have to do is just wait like you can't do anything about it and I'm like okay but like you know I was expecting more of like some like reassurance but at the same time like okay yeah like we'll be there for you you know that kind of support I feel like every single every single teen kid any kid wants that from their parents I mean they're supposed to be there for you reassure you make sure that you get the help that you need but if they're denying how you're feeling and denying you know, you struggling with a mental illness and not being happy with your life, with yourself, then it's like you're not being heard. And it's honestly just more discouraging for you to ever open up again to your parents. And, you know, it's important for your parents to know what you're going through. Because if they're not, then, you know, parents are supposed to be your biggest supporters, right? And if they're not, it's really hard to get through like difficult situations in life I mean especially if you're like spending a lot of time with them I mean you live in the same house as them so you know they expect you to rely on them because they're your parents um but yeah it honestly sucks when they do that though because it's also just making you kind of question yourself thinking like okay like you know should I feel ashamed that I'm feeling this way is it wrong for me to feel this way Maybe my parents are right. Maybe it's just a phase. Maybe I'm just overreacting. And it's just all of these, you know, thoughts just kind of like, you know, stack up on each other. And 
you know, you kind of just come to the point where you're not even sure how you're feeling because your parents basically just denied that you're depressed or you're anxious or, you know, you're just not happy. And that could do a lot of damage um, because, you know, you were able, you thought that you could be vulnerable to your parents and open up. But instead, you're not really getting the reaction that you wanted, that you thought you were going to get. Instead, I don't know. It just kind of seems like you're being rejected in some way, right? Like them just denying how you're feeling. It's like, because since you were telling them, like, yeah, I'm not feeling happy right now. That's kind of your way of saying that you need help, right? And if they deny that, that means that they're not going to help you. And because of that, you're just never going to get the help that you need. Or they just, they wouldn't know how to help because, you know, in order to like satisfy your needs, they kind of have to understand how you're feeling first and what they can do for you, like specifically. And so if they deny all your feelings, all your emotions, then, I mean, you will never really get the help that you need, that you want. And so, yeah, that, that sucks. And I don't feel like any single kid should be put in that situation. Um, but sadly, it does happen a lot. And I would say, like, personally, I had to go through a lot of times where I had to, I had to keep justifying myself, explaining why I was feeling this way. And I don't know, kind of just, like, convincing them to, like, to, like, be there to, like, help me, which doesn't make sense because... You know, your parents are supposed to, like, automatically, like, understand you and, like, be there for you. So, um, yeah. So that's, like, another thing that I've realized about Asian parents. The last thing is that sometimes this kind of is, it's kind of related to the second point where, like, they deny how you're feeling, like, all of that. kind of goes into um, the next point. But so, there are times where when you're talking about your feelings you know obviously you're talking about yourself right but for some reason your parents would just kind of like change the subject and make it more about them even though you were just talking about yourself and then they would start to victimize themselves and talk about all the trauma that that they went through when they were younger and like everything that they had to go through and you know in some way they kind of just make you feel bad about yourself or at least like feel bad for them um and uh, i swear like this is probably one of my biggest pet peeves from parents i mean especially from mine like they do this all the time but whenever i am talking about myself and i'm you know i'm, I'm just saying like okay yeah like i'm so stressed from school like school's so stressful and i i'm just so tired <laughs> like my parents just be like like why why are you tired like you shouldn't be tired because i'm like working every day you know, paying the bills, like, providing everything for this family, and, like, you say you're tired? Like, I'm the one that should be, like, complaining. Yeah, it's the biggest pet peeve on it. I'm not sure if, I'm, like, I'm the only one who has gone through that, but it's the worst feeling ever. Um, and I get so annoyed, too. Like, it's just so annoying and frustrating because, you know, you're first talking about yourself and how you're feeling expecting them to listen to you because you know whenever you do rant you want the other person to be listening to you and not talking about something else but <laughs> with my parents it's like kind of like the opposite <laughs> um 
Yeah, like I get that immigrant parents especially, they came to a new country. Like I said before, they started a new life. They got a job. They had to learn how to get everything on their own. And, you know, sometimes they probably, like for my parents, they came to Canada alone. So it was difficult for them to kind of make a living here um, since they had to restart their whole their whole life. And then they had me and my sister. Um, and yeah, that could be really challenging. And honestly, I do give them credit for that. Like it's, I don't know how they do that, but you know, I am like thankful that I have a house to live in and I have food to eat. And you know, I'm, gr I'm grateful for my parents, obviously, but sometimes, you know, when they are, when they try to victimize themselves, it's just to the point where, again, first of all, you're questioning yourself and all everything that you're feeling and all of the difficulties that you've gone through, thinking that, you know, your problems aren't as big as what they went through before. And then you think that your feelings are invalid because your parents have gone through so much worse. There are many moments where I had to go through that, where I was thinking, okay, maybe I shouldn't be feeling this way because, you know, my dad went through blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was like traumatizing for him. It's like, it wasn't that bad for me. Like I should just be, I should be grateful that I didn't have to go through such a horrible event, you know, for example, you know, even though your parents have probably gone through traumatizing events, it doesn't mean that your feelings, your emotions are invalid and that your issues are not as big as your parents, like their problems and like what they gone through through their childhood. Um, and honestly, for me, I still don't really understand why parents do that. I really don't. Sometimes I just think it's because, you know, they're not happy with where they are in their life or they're probably just like emotionally drained from everything that they've gone through and maybe just feeling somewhat just like overwhelmed i don't know or maybe they just really want you to know everything that they've gone through so that you can respect them more i have no idea i really don't um but it does suck when they do that it's probably the worst thing that a parent can do and I just kind of wish parents stopped, you know, doing that whole, like, trauma dumping thing. I think you've heard, like, what trauma dump means. It's like when someone's just dumping all of their trauma without any hesitation and you're just, like, hearing everything out. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's nice to hear about your parents' stories and, like, what they've gone through. You know, it's inspiring and could be motivating. But sometimes it's also very... It's also... It also could be somewhat like traumatizing for you too because you're carrying more of like burden on you and like at such a young age too i mean i feel like eventually eventually you know it's good to hear about like all the stories it's a good idea to know what your parents have gone through before they had you right because then you just you know you understand your parents more and maybe you're able to like empathize or like you know, yeah, just empathize with them on a more, like, deeper level. Um, but, you know, when it comes to mental health and everything that you're going through, like, it's all about you. You know, the focus should be on you, not on your parent, not on someone else. Or, you know, it has to be on you. 
and when you're talking about your emotions they're supposed to be hearing you out and making sure that you're feeling comfortable just talking about your emotions and how you're feeling and not making it about themselves because that is not the point of the conversation i guess my biggest wish for all parents but especially mine is that they would be more understanding when it comes to you know their kid um, explaining why they're feeling depressed why they are depressed why they have so much anxiety why they're not happy with where they are in their life um, and instead of just you know denying it making it about themselves or you know telling them that it's gonna pass instead like you know they would be able to just offer help and really just be there for them I think that that is probably one of the hardest things that parents have to learn how to do but I feel like if we keep educating them then eventually like they will become more understanding of you and you know maybe they will become more open-minded to the idea of mental health and mental illness and you know how common it is right now in the society and you know how serious it is and so you know i don't think we should stop now i feel like we should just try our best to educate our parents as much as we can even though sometimes it can be frustrating because you never know what can happen maybe they will realize that you're right this whole time so don't lose hope I guess that's the end of today's episode of Your Therapy Room. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys next time.